Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast. Go ahead. No, you do it this week. From trendy graphics to everyone's old is new again. We are... Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing You tell me when you need my help. Podcast. Tell me when you need my help. You go. Try it. I need you. I need you. Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies, that's could... right, whether dim or bright, from born human to let there be light, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He's mostly vowels, it's my co-host Evan. And my gastrointestinal festivals, best of all. The fuck is that mad lib? I've just decided I'm not gonna, wasn't, <laughs> You're I'm, not gonna I'm, say my I'm name? I'm not just gonna introduce you anymore. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Thanks, Ev, that means a lot. My name's Saker. It's nice to meet you all, listeners. I have to introduce myself and my co-host. Saker's Gastrointestinal Festivals, best of all. Thank you. That's I from think. the song we're I know, doing today. But you're like, he is blankety blank. It's my co-host. Like, could you try? Could you try? Less than the answer they give cancer. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, radioactive boy. That's what you wanted, right? That's exactly what I want to give cancer. I just want to help you when you're able uh, to help. I chewed it at you all day long. No, I wouldn't. No, please I love don't, you too don't much. do that. <laughs> Um, F boy, how you been doing? I've been doing good. Yeah. Been doing good. Uh, early morning for you. What? <laughs> you were at a thing at eleven o'clock with me. That's not a problem. I was. I went to see your band play at eleven a.m. Yes, you did. Thank you for coming. It was very sweet. We had to be there at seven a.m. for sound check. Oh wow. He said, "Can you come do sound check before the room gets busy?" And we said, "Sure." What time? He said, seven. We said, "We already no. committed," and said, "Sure." And we didn't. We were out karaokeing last night until about three thirty. Oh wow! So we had about uh, we had baby times. Of it sleep. was an interesting, like, game convention where they were. Everyone was just like a game swap meet. Yeah. They were just trading like old Nintendo cartridges. Yeah. Is there like a big market for that? No. <laughs> Which is why there's one of those in Columbus every year, and it's oh, okay. as small as it was. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Shout out to Torg Summit Four. Which is what it was called. Torg is. Well, I saw that there were like tournaments and stuff too, and people yeah, seemed to yeah, be interested in that. But I was driving over here. I was well. I was driving there. I saw like there's like this gas station sort of on the corner of of my the main intersection by me, and they said they had the coldest beer in town. Mm-hmm. And Did I was you try it out. I wondered about that. Like <laughs> how cold is it? <laughs> like, they just give you like a block of like flat beer flavored ice like i'm it's like one of those one of those advertisements that don't mean anything yeah. like like gourmet hamburgers what does gourmet mean <laughs> like it's just lost all me or luxury apartments what the fuck does luxury mean anymore i love there's a there's a hair organic food <laughs> there's a haircutting place uh-huh. in uh near 10 market in the kenny center and uh it says uh, uh top salon rated five years running by yahoo and google what, when did Yahoo put out best haircutting salon <laughs> awards? Like, I think what it means is when you search for their salon, uh-huh. it's the first uh, result. But like, you can just pay for that, though, right? Yeah. Well, also, if you search for the name of a salon, of course, I don't know what it means. It means nothing. Well, it's well, the most in, inane, insane. Well, I mean, that's just sort of that's sort of capitalism, though, is you just kind of just shout into the void and hope somebody comes. Like we're doing right now. Ooh, what fun. We're shouting to 100 people, Evan. 100 downloads. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's just, Probably 12 people. They, Going down and downloading our podcast a bunch of times, Saker, yeah. doesn't count. Our mothers just keep downloading mm-hmm. all their Such devices. Nice. Thank you, Mommy. But speaking of not shouting into the void, uh-huh. is our guest tonight. Oh, tonight. It is 12 p.m. <laughs> Are you trying to create an atmosphere? You just, pull, sorry. just pulled the fucking... I'm sorry. I fucked up. I, listen, I let you try before. You needed my help. I thought you may need my help again, but you don't. Do, do the guest introduction. I'm so excited to hear it. Uh, now that I, I don't know if I can anymore. She's a Pulitzer nominated. 
Is that right? She is. She a, won a daytime she Emmy is for far her too role. talented a writer to be on this podcast. <laughs> her fiction and poetry has appeared in Asimov, Strange Horizons, Uncanny, and her poems have been nominated for three separate poetry awards. Whoa! Let me see if I can remember them. Riesling. Is it or is it Riesling? Pushcart and uh, El- Elgin. 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 I got it. Nice. Let me introduce Leslie you know Anderson. We should give you the award for that great introduction. You know what? Leslie, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Good, good. I'm worried about you guys. But, um, <laughs> Why are you worried? I feel like you have some stuff to work out. Uh, well, we work out on the podcast just that, every week. It's just it's that, therapy okay. for us. It's that will-they-won't-they they atmosphere that we're going for. <laughs> okay. This no, I feel it. I got it. Will-they-won't-they they murder each other <laughs> yeah. before the end of this podcast. I feel that, week. yeah. Heavily leaning towards will-they every week. Um, um, Leslie, it's so nice to see you. Thank you for coming on on very short notice to our podcast. It's very good to be here. Yeah, uh, we I, I messaged you last night, and you were you said yes, I can do it. Um, well, but it was uh, yeah, we were we're trying to get guests on the podcast, and Saker's yes. looking for all his podcast guests, and he's like, Heaven, hey, why don't you get guests on? I'm like, Well, all I know are really good writers. That's perfect. So I, I don't know how writers. it translates into our podcast. I would love to have people who are more eloquent than us I, and more eloquent let me choose my words carefully than benjamin fucking oh i mean oh hey 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 hey, hey. great i really love benjamin him. harrison was hilarious was great. um but you, yeah so uh, we you come we, after benny h i'm gonna come after you i know you will You're a, him. no not the podcast oh, no. not again um no uh yeah we we i i'm very happy to have uh more you should get all the writers on you know a ton of writers i know you know a ton of writers yeah we I, tend to congregate together for warmth Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. What is a cluster of writers called? Sad. A sad, sad of writers. Yeah. A poor. A poor of writers. A drunkenness of writers. <laughs> yes. um, a mope. A mope of writers. That's the best yes. one. Um, Leslie, what is your background with the bare naked ladies? Uh, almost none. Good. Uh they were banned from my house when I was growing up because my parents were very strict, but also very lazy. Okay. So uh, they did tend to ban things from our house, uh, kind of blanket ban, just based on their general feelings about it. So sure. something called bare naked ladies. Yes. They just made a snap judgment. They're like, no, no on that. So sure. I do remember I didn't have any opinion on them but my brother really wanted their cd oh really like i remember the argument in my house about this cd now is you older or younger younger brother younger brother okay do you remember what year this was i do not okay very good Uh, i I was actually trying to look it up last night to see if i could remember which album it was yeah. but i did not care enough about the <laughs> argument to know I, but i do remember it being a very law like because i remember his friends had it yes so he wanted it right. i don't even think he knew anything about them but okay. he wanted it because it so was there this sure. was like like how old like how oldish was your brother was he high school i was probably no high? i probably was in high school so okay. he was probably in junior high yeah. okay. and i think that was like the first time i was aware of them sure um and i probably was aware of some of their hits yeah but like again a lot of stuff was banned in my house so even if i'd heard it on the radio or something it wouldn't be did you were you allowed to listen to the radio kind of wholesale or just like certain stations Uh, really okay i see (laughs) so yeah so it wasn't until college that i kind of like 
developed musical tastes. Yeah. Um, and I did like some of their songs. Like okay. Some more of their more popular ones. I did not. I was not familiar with the song we're discussing today. I do not blame you. <laughs> yeah, it's it a, a weird interesting song. song. It's a f- they chose to lead off the album with it. Boy, we need to did talk they about really? That. This yeah, is the this first is track on our third album. You're I guess premiering I didn't our know season three, Leslie. Oh, all right. That's <laughs> did exciting. you know we have three seasons? <laughs> what? Out of what eleven? Uh, it's gonna be a lot. Yeah, we're gonna be going deep into twenty twenty. You're, you're, you know, one step at a time. Though you are making it, you're getting it done. Hell, yeah. yeah, we can do it, buddy. If we have inspiration, <laughs> Leslie's going to keep feeding I, us good words. I will keep. I will be your cheerleader. <laughs> um, excellent. Okay, so so uh, you kind of got into them a little bit in college. Obviously, not the B sides. Um, generally positive feelings towards them. Generally, um, I tend to like moodier music. Sure, a little of bit. So uh, my husband uh, describes my musical tastes as sad ladies or crime ladies. <laughs> okay. Um, so sad songs about crime. Or right. just being sad, um, and occasionally angry songs about crime. That's basically my. Have we got a murder ballad for you? Yeah. Oh, wrap your arms around me. Wrap them arms. Oh, but most I feel like the Bandicoot Ladies whole oeuvre is sort of like crime men, which is not a, a good look. I think yeah. crime men is is the the I think the natch right. We want crime ladies because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Crime men is what crime men do, men do is crime. Most crime. Yeah, most, men, crime, most crime men crime. Most crime men crime. Uh, they're also very excited. They're much more excited about the crime than generally I I go like they're very upbeat in general. Women? I, I, no, bare ladies. Oh. I feel like they are like. <laughs> I thought you were just talking women about are more upbeat about crime in general. Yes, yes. I think that's a fair statement. Listen, I've heard a crime podcast or two, and they're all hosted by women for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. women love crime. I mean, anecdotally, my. My... I only know one, and that's Crime Town, and that's all dudes. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like My Favorite Murder and Serial, and like... I'm going to have to check those. There's all like them big boys. one that I listen to where it's just two women on a couch. I've listened to a couple episodes where it's just two women on a couch drinking an entire bottle of wine and talking about a true crime. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, I think it's just called Wine and True Crime. <laughs> it's just what it's Yeah, that's right team. up my alley. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of female crime. Yeah, so... Hey, I... we should see if they, they'll come on. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you, 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 you abandoned that bit? It wasn't a bit? What happened? It was not not a bit. I was done. Okay. I'll email Sarah Koenig. Don't think I won't. I would be happy to get some crime ladies on our podcast. Who's a crime lady that we should have on our podcast? I, again, a I don't... A crime music lady. I know only... Oh. I'll I mean, I'm talking about Fiona like... Apple. Yeah, I'm talking about like Florence the Machine. Great. Lena Del Rey. I'm going to email the machine later tonight. See if I actually have a Florence the Machine connection to this song. Really? Yeah. Well, just should we... get ready for that. Okay. Let's All just, right. Let's just dive right in then. All right. Shall we? So, our song this week is Stomach vs. Heart. If you've never heard it, here's a little smample. In through my veins, without brains, I involuntarily take what I need, then I bleed. Okay, so Leslie, right off the bat, Stomach versus Heart, what was your feeling about this song, just generally? Okay, so my first thought about it actually was that it sounded a lot like something from uh, They Might Be Giants. <laughs> like, it's very silly like that. It's yeah. a little bit goofy. And 
after my first uh listen my first thought was i feel like this song is like winking at me and i don't know why <laughs> like the, it thinks that i'm in on the joke but i have no idea what the joke is oh you didn't I decode should. all the secret messages well from the i thought about albums. it i thought about it a little bit more and i do have some <laughs> theories okay, now as do i but definitely like my first reading was like one of the guys I might re- meet at a conference or something who's like always winking at me like, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. I need more information. That, yeah. was, that was the first thing I wrote down. SNL skit. SNL skit. Because it's just yeah. like they had a punchline and then they just kept doing it yes. over and over but and over again. Can you explain what the they punchline... They wrote a lot in this. There was a lot of writing in this song. Yeah. And hey, some you know, of it's clever, you know but most of it's too clever. And like... Digestion... Well, but even then, like the digestion bits are interesting, but then they talk about like, like, uh, uh, like cancer. In yeah, the they end. get dark. Yeah, randomly. Like, I'm not sure exactly what's happening there. Uh, I, I don't. Let's so let's break it down lyrically first. So obviously, lyrically is is I think, I don't know. It's weird because I think this song shines way more uh, instrumentally than it does lyrically because the lyrics. Oh, that's, yeah, definitely. I, I wrote down this song is a fucking Mad Libs. It means nothing, sound and fury. Uh, and specifically, the line I wrote that down about is, gratification can cause constipation if organs are left to die. Gratification can cause constipation if organs are left to die. That's what you got. I mean, yes. What the fuck? Technically true, I suppose. Okay, break, 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 break this down. Gratification can cause constipation. Like, right. if you eat too much, you're going to yeah. get sick and you're not going to be healthy. If mm-hmm. organs are left to die. <laughs> I mean, I think the idea is that, like, this person is, like, gluttonous. Yeah. Right. And, like, that is causing physical damage. Oh, okay. Or they're just, yeah, they're just interested in sort of their own pleasure as opposed to, they're interested in their stomach. So if we're looking at the stomach as a metaphor for your heart, so they're just after, like, flings. They're after, like, you know, sex. They're after, they're not really interested well, in. Well, this is, I mean, this whole song is based on, like, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? I wrote that down. Yeah. I, I think that could possibly <laughs> that's be. That's the wink. I, yeah, think. I think. I think that's what the joke is. Yeah, possibly. So this is like a, this is like a horror anthology piece where it's just about <laughs> a, a woman just feeding a man. I, I, think, I've, I think I've seen that. Where it's just the, like feeders. I've read that story. Yeah. Oh man, it's more than just. I mean, people there are feeders in real life, right? Where you just want to watch your partner get fat, and like that's where you get like eight hundred pound woman and like super skinny man. And isn't that a real thing? That's a fetish, right? Okay, my we have a somebody in the room who is nodding vehemently at me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like, I I feel like this could be gross. Well, I wrote down that that the stomach, like the feeding, could be like buying somebody like feet you're just like putting things into something and like it's confused with love in some way like a stomach versus heart Uh, but again the the metaphor does not track across the song i don't think i think it's super like uh sweaty 100 (laughs) percent like there's no it's just like it's covered in grease this whole song i don't which is you know the problem because it's Exactly. Yes, it is one hundred percent super greasy. Um, yeah. I was just like looking at the. Uh, I always read. I always print out the lyrics and I read them over before I actually listen so to I the can, song. So I can take notes on them. And sure. like, I, I kind of try to view the song as a poem. And this one, just I'm sure Leslie can comment on. I would the- not. I would if I read this in a slush pile. I would be like, "Thank you for your submission. <laughs> we look forward to your next piece." Well, that's really nice of you to say you look forward to. I <laughs> you was- always say that. You always say that to the thing. You have to encourage them. 
keep writing. That's incredibly nice of you. <laughs> this is this is amazing for a, a not even a sophomore album. This is their junior album, and this is the song that they are kicking the album off. This is yeah. their thesis statement for Born on a Pirate Ship is boop a did do my stomach in my heart. I'm gonna go fart. Like what is that? what? So what's this album gonna be about? Like is it all circus music and bad metaphors? <laughs> and like I don't I'd actually kind of enjoy a, a, like a like a whole entire bare naked ladies. It's just like scored by Calliope. <laughs> it would be really great that'd be a lot of fun i can kind of see why um if you lacked a certain editorial eye you would start with this because it is clear that they thought about this so much i mean down to the like you know the sort of dark lyrics with the like catchy sort of musical like musical play beat they really thought about this hard i think that like i can see why you'd be like i'm really proud of this there's a lot going on here yes I, I think that someone needed to tell them no, though. Yes, yes. I like think they, Stephen Page specifically needs an editor. They well, this is this is Page and Robertson. Is right? it? Did because Robertson think, write this yeah, too? This is Page Robertson, and I think uh, Jim Cregan is no, on. No, just Robertson Page. Mm, well, I'm that's pretty what the sure copyright is. Songwriters Robertson Page. I'm pretty sure Cregan <laughs> weighed in on this. Okay. I remember reading that somewhere. <laughs> that's fine. Speaking I of Cregan, you. I really miss Andy Cregan. I know. There's no piano rambling. I know. That's, this this song could have used something a bit more. Like I was obviously either an organ tootling around. Yes. Like the the main theme, or I don't know, a kawika. That would be great. Or would, a horn section. I would very much like that. No, I'd, seems seems necessary on an album called Born on a Pirate Ship too. That would be beautiful. Oh, yeah, like an accordion. As an opening track, yes, we need some of that pirate feel. I love that. Just a little bit more pirate feel actually in this song would have done a lot. That's true. I, I mean, feel like a lot of music could do with a little bit more pirate feel. Well, that's probably. But true. then again, as we discussed on intermittently, Born on a Pirate Ship is not actually about pirates. It's about a schoolyard prank. So again, this is an album about being kids. Leslie, if you don't know. Here, hold, hold oh, don't don't make her do this. <laughs> don't make her do it. You already, Gordon. Oh. <laughs> Justin McElroy already wants to kill you. That's true. All right, oh, we're gonna I know. Wait, I listened to that episode. <laughs> okay, it's ruined. Good. Sorry. Um. So yeah, this one is just Paige and Robertson. Uh. In fact, Jim Cregan only wrote two songs on this album: "Spider in My Room" and "In the Drink." I I'm really looking forward to "Spider in My Room." That's. A, did you listen to it? No, I don't. I don't listen to this album at all. I don't know if you are going to listen, look forward to it after you listen to it. Uh-oh. Of course, that's not what looking forward means because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> Although I did, uh, I have heard, I did hear this song before when I was a kid, and you did. Uh, I, I did have a Mondegreen. Oh, to report. what was it? It was you know uh, the line that's keeping on your toes or crouched above the loo. Yeah. I thought it was keeping on your toes or electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I I loved. That's in the first verse, right? Yeah. We're kicking off this album. Verse number one, let's talk about diarrhea. Yep. Like, what a great way. And I love to... that they call it loot. Do you think, does, okay, I, I don't know. I don't think know. it's a Canadian thing. You know, it's not a Canadianism? No, I don't think so. No, that's because, a... I mean, they're still, they were still, they're still technically part of the British Empire, right? And I, like, not in, in. Having spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in Canada growing up. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've never Fair heard Thulu. I think they were just looking for. If you're Canadian they... and you want to prove us wrong, you say, do you Pulu? <laughs> or hashtag Q to the Lou if you don't think oh that God. it's a. Uh... But yeah, I think they were just looking for a rhyme with. Sometimes they repeat on you, keeping you on your toes or crashed above the Lou. Mm-hmm. They were just looking for a rhyme with you. But the like. Bare Naked Ladies loves pivot words. They yes. fucking love pivot words. And this was just this is just like an exercise. Like I felt like this was a lyrical exercise for them. It may have been. How many words can we pivot? Yeah. Well, and the most fucking bare naked ladies lyric in the whole thing is like 
uh, my, my stomach growls, uh, not real words, mostly vowels, and I sometimes, I, I always forget sometimes why. The tummy just growls, not real words, mostly vowels, and I always forget sometimes why. Like, all right, Steven, like, yeah, we get it. Like, I that, I mean, why is... I, I liked that aspect of it. You do? I enjoy their wordplay. Yeah, their I thought that play. was cute. Yeah. I thought it was... That was maybe my favorite part. I, I feel like if the wordplay meant... If if we were going somewhere, if we had a central oh idea that God, makes sense... Oh, my God, Saker. Do you know who you sound like? Who? Me. <laughs> Am I going to be the grumpy one on this you're album? And you're going to be the little boy? Yeah, you're looking for loves... a central theme. You're looking for like follow through. I do. I, wanna, yeah, I want a narrative this, through line. If this album, if it just, if this is just like a Latin beat to it, yes. you'd, be, you'd like it more. I would love that. I want a little samba on this album. All right. How about, how about the line? I gained all this weight out of love, not hate. I gained all this weight out of love, not hate. I hate to exclude Leslie from the conversation for a minute, but do you think this could be some sort of spiritual sequel to life in a nutshell where she's like a baby, I'm like a cat. When we're happy, we both get fat. I don't like, think it's a spiritual sequel because life in a nutshell was a good relationship. And this, I think, is I don't know what fucking relationship this is, this is describing. About when he gets happy in a relationship, he gets fatter. I think he's just trying to justify it in many songs. Like, I feel like you sort of let yourself go a lot of times in long term relationships. I've been real bad this summer. One of the things that confuses me, though, because I can follow that line in this song yeah but then there's a line that he's losing this person yeah so yeah what's, what was what? that line i i'm uh oh it's, yeah i turn black to blue because i'm losing you yeah to some blue into red because of oxygen that it's fed then i turn back to blue because i'm losing you so he's sad that he's losing this person, but also they're killing him. Yes. I, about that verse I wrote, thinking about the meaning of this verse gave me a fucking aneurysm. Oh, God. I don't. <laughs> well, but, I have a read that'll make it all clear to you. I have but, a read as well. Okay. okay we'll get there. I, okay, you Can first. I just say that I do appreciate the word Tommy in a song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do have to give points to any song that will use the word Tommy. It's very cute. That's pretty great. I like that as well. So, But overall, I felt like this, this was actually kind of a return to form. It wasn't as good as any of the songs on Gordon. Uh-huh. But... It wasn't like the songs on Maybe You Should Drive either. Like, this was sort of a more sillier song. Yeah. Like, and they're describing a kind of a maybe a bad relationship, maybe a good relationship. I don't. They're describing nothing. And, but like, it's sort of like an instructional anecdote, basically, <laughs> is like this song. Like, they're just, I don't know. I felt what like. What are they, they were, instructing people to do or not to do or. Don't think with your tum tum. Think with your heart. Okay. What does that fucking mean? <laughs> let, me, let me throw a question out to you, Saker. If you had to choose one, stomach or heart, so either you don't ever eat again, you you maintain sort of your normal weight, yeah. but you don't ever eat and you don't you can't enjoy food, okay, but you can still feel love, or you can't feel love, <laughs> but you can enjoy food. Like who can... would pick the love? Of course you want to eat. All right, Leslie. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna pick love, obviously. Okay, I would also pick food. <laughs> oh, okay. are you serious? I was trolling. Oh, because I love food. Wait, you have a son. And yeah. a partner. Yeah, yeah. I still. I feel like I'd still be friends with them. <laughs> but man, like never being able to like bite into a pizza again. <laughs> see, see, I feel like the op. Like I'm such a person who, who enjoys my alone time and is totally independent. Yeah. That like if I didn't love my partner, I don't know that we would be together yeah. because being a partner is hard and love is freaking difficult. Yeah. And if I didn't love the people in my life, like fuck it, bye. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get sushi. <laughs> Well then, maybe yeah. that's but sushi would be so good by myself. If you, if you do love your alone time, maybe it's perfect that you could 
If you want that sushi, you can eat it in your room all by yourself. I don't know. Love's pretty great, though. I mean, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's so, okay. Would you rather be afflicted by lust or gluttony, then? Let me, let me I think take, that's actually the question that this song is asking. Uh, lust, I think, right? I mean, if you didn't have a partner, wouldn't you rather... I mean, lust is more fun than gluttony? <sighs> it is, but it's more harmful, I think, than gluttony. Like, gluttony... Is bad, right? You, you, you're only hurting lust. yourself with gluttony, right? Yeah. Like you're where you're hurting someone. In, else. In, you're in, hurting I'm talking people. like yeah, in a first world country where you have access to sure. food and you can pay. You're not stealing food. Sure. But lust, I feel like, leads you to make some bad decisions and to hurt other people. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you think? Does this relate to the song anymore? Or are you just asking us a question? I'm just fucking flailing here, man. <laughs> I'm just filling time. I'm, miss, I'm, I'm just Andy. making content, I'm bro. Andy Well, this was like, it was like a poppy ballad that sort of verged into harder rock, like in sound. And I liked, I liked the musicality. I liked the silliness of the lyrics. Yes. But I feel like that they, like, again, like a Saturday Night Live skit, they had like one idea and they're yes. just like, let's do this. Let's fucking, let's fucking do it. If this were an instrumental, I would be like, this is cool. I love the, the ooh la la la. Like, ooh those la are so la. It was good. like, a, yeah, it's, it's, like it's, all, it's, all it's all been done. done. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, you can see echoes of that. It felt a little bit like um, if there, if this was part of a musical that made sense in context. Yes. Oh. Like there was a line that led into this. Great. A joke that led into yes. this. And then somebody sang a song about Holy it. Holy shit. Perfect. That makes yeah. so much sense. You just unlocked the <laughs> fucking song for me. That's the read. Is that Stephen Page wrote this whole musical. Yeah. The Brandon ladies read it and said, like, no. this fucking sucks. But yeah. we're going to take this song We're out. not doing this. Oh, that's exactly what this is. Oh my god, that unlocks it. Evan, what's your read? I want to hear your read. Vampires. They're back to vampires. Are they back? That's, that's why it's a return to oh, form. Okay. This is obviously a vampire. In through my what veins. Why does that make sense? <laughs> in through my veins. With, it's about, it's about he's choosing between his stomach and his heart. So he loves this woman. But, but he, he has all, to feed. He has I to fucking feed. hate this. Please go on. In through my veins without brains. I involuntarily take what I need, then I bleed. So mm-hmm. he's turning this woman into a vampire. Is it from the woman's point of view? No, this is from the vampire. So why does he... Bl- oh, he bleeds her. I understand. Yes. A, a transitive verb. Not blood a turns from blue to red because of oxygen it's fed. And I am from. I turn back to blue because I'm losing you. I'm taking too much blood mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. My tummy just growls like the beast inside me, but uh-huh. mostly vowels just like a beast does. Oh, it just keeps going, yeah. man. I can see that. So I mean, a- God, that even explains the organs left to die. Yeah. God damn it. So yeah, it's just a it's a vampire sort of pining because he's fallen in love with his prey. Yeah. And I say oh, his because I'm assuming I'm assuming it's Stephen Page. Uh, hearts beaten, sink beaten, time beaten bodies like hers and mine, but I fed only one, and look what it's done. And he's losing her because that's what you get when you confuse your stomach with your heart. Christmas. Oh man, I've run out of blood and I'm chewing my cud. Uh, so he's just munching on her flesh at this point. I don't know exactly what that means, but I like it. I love to sleep yeah. in late, but this dessert looks great. Not, not understanding that one. It's a vampire. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I could go to bed, but there's still this delightful corpse next to me that I can feed off of. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Yeah, but that could also be a human who needs to go to bed, but this delightful flan. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Oh, I do love flan. Is it, is it possible that this, uh, they actually wrote this song for maybe um, one of the emo bands of the time who were going to straight do it vampire and they didn't take it. So they're like, well, all right, well, let's have some fun so with it. This is like it. a cure song. What, yeah. uh, what year? 1996. So what was it? was like an Evanescence song. <laughs> and Evanescence was like, actually, it doesn't really, it doesn't super fit in. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't really like this. I don't, well, I, I don't, don't understand why the word cud is in here yeah. at all. Hearts beat in sync. There you I go. I can hear this as a ballad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, my my read was a little 
darker, I think. Um, I, I kind of read this as someone who was afflicted by some sort of late stage cancer. Um, because um, oh. having uh, kind of been deep in that experience before, um, I feel like they're when they're when the blood goes away from their brain um it gets shunted to other organs to keep them alive and their thoughts get very confused and so i think a lot of the confusion in this song is just like kind of their their mixed up thoughts um uh, you know in through my veins without brains i'm voluntary to take what i need so he's hooked up so to that, an iv like or chemo. something or chemo absolutely um uh yeah and and obviously the chemo could repeat keeping you you know crouched above the loo maybe you're vomiting maybe you're you you are have diarrhea or something um and then uh there's some other stuff in here um yeah, so, oh, uh, uh, I fed only want to look what, uh, beaten bodies like hers and mine. So I felt like there was some sort of, like, leaving behind the people he loved. Maybe they're on the deathbed surrounding him. Um, and then we go into that, my gastrointestinal festival's best of all cardiovascular questions they ask you are less than the answers they give you, like cancer. Sounds great. Cool lyrics means absolutely nothing. Like, can you vampire relate that? I feel like, I feel like this song should be performed by Scatman Carruthers. That would be fun. Just as a 20-second well, uh, burst we, of sound. What if we get uh, The Wrong Man Was Convicted as our wheel, and who should cover this song? You just fucking blew uh, it, buddy. I'm sorry. You fun man. <laughs> you. I'm a hilarious man. Um, but also... Yeah, that's a rough read, buddy. I feel like there's also some some instrumental cues. My favorite thing uh, that, that kind of... You love, the, you love the submarine ping? I love the submarine ping. That little really? water Boing. droplet ping. Boing. Through my face. Very cool. No, what, I was like, what the f-? It's just a weird percussive. I think it just goes along with like, let's be fucking weird in this song. Let's be goofy. Let's Both do Leslie things. Leslie and I are giving you some side eye Yes, this. you are. <laughs> but did you not? Did you, you want to weigh in on the, the submarine, submarine ping? ping? I don't think I noticed the submarine <gasps> ping. Oh, it's super weird. Very, very weird. Um, Yeah, it's just a weird percussive thing they do in the background. That's definitely. That's kind of them though, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like them. they just use whatever's in the room at the time. I feel like that's probably. They do have, Uh, I think it was Too Mellow brought up like, this is shit that was like in state back of the stage when they were on tour. Somebody's like, I'm going to learn how to play the zither. I'm going to learn. Flugelhorn. <laughs> Let's put it on the album. Yeah, Flugelhorn. That's what it was on that album. Um, but yeah. But so I, my favorite part of this whole song. Hearts beat and sync beat in time where they do that transporter noise. Or it's like. Well, I will mention that. That's okay. very fucking cool. But it's Tyler's goddamn drum fills. Oh my god, they're so good. I can't say I even remember that. That's those. what you get when you confuse the with your heart. That's what you get. Oh, they're so good. So he does them every time. Uh-huh. He does them at, at there's three three choruses. He does them in the first chorus, he does them in the second chorus, and the third chorus, right before we get that fading out heartbeat, which I felt is kind of like a loss of life or something. He doesn't do it. And I felt like those drum fills are so much fun and so exciting. They're very life-affirming. And so we don't get the life-affirming in the third chorus before we get the fade out on the heartbeat. That's what you get. I would have replaced him with uh, cartoon noises. <laughs> Boing zip. Woo. Yeah. I know you would have. And that's what makes you a shithead. I think every noise, every Very Naked Lady song should have at least two cartoon noises in it. Um... Yeah, let's talk about that weird implied infinity thing done with Steve's voice where it repeats softly and then increases to that point of claustrophobia on the word eight. 
cool. I, I I was into that. I'm not sure what you're talking That's about. That's the the one where you were like, is this something I ain't? And then it's like, meh, 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 meh. like it it. Oh yeah. Like it was cool because it's like it goes into nothing and then it like grows and grows into this. Like I called it implied infinity. Where, I, it like, just sounded like a transporter noise to me, like on Star Trek. <laughs> did it? Like someone's getting beamed up. <laughs> well, did you? Did you? I mean, that sort of reemphasizes the vampire thing, maybe. Beaming up? No, I mean like the the weird creepy echo. Oh uh, yeah, possibly he's his, so. He's in his lair. Yeah. Oh, his lair. I like that. I thought that was cool. I thought it was interesting. But I thought a lot of the the harmonies in this were really boring. I like the ulalas, mm-hmm. but for most of the song, the harmony is them in the background going ah ah. <laughs> it's the shittiest. Yeah. I mean. Compared to, let's see, the first album, Gordon was Hello City. Yeah. Perfect opener. Oh. Second album, Jame. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. This was definitely like a stutter step on the start. Like, so they shot the start pistol and they're like, ooh, what should we, oh, God. okay. It's another blame song, though. It's kind of another- like Hello City, where it's weirdly like enjoying this thing and also blaming someone else. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, well, Hello oh, City. Yeah. yeah, okay, I could see that. Wait, go deeper into that. So so we like this thing, but we're blame who's he blaming in this song? At the you, I think. Okay. A little bit like Yeah, I could see that. That's what you get when you Yeah, he's yeah. kind of chastising. Cuz he he seems to be the one who's like having the issue, and yet there's a whole lot of yous in this song. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not talking to himself about Yeah. Um about confusing it. He's talking to you whoever yeah. you is yeah i can see and, and maybe that does play into your instructional anecdote <laughs> like <laughs> hey this is why you don't do it this is why you don't confuse whatever the fuck it means this is why you don't confuse oh. your stomach with your heart that's what you get when you confuse your stomach with your heart um well i mean i said like i, I said earlier that it made me i've been thinking i've been listening to um florence the machine just on repeat because mm-hmm. she has her new album out oh cool mm-hmm. and this song really reminded me not uh like the sound of it but the theme of it to her song hunger mm-hmm. um which is about her which is about bulimia and ex- anorexia okay oh. so it is about a discordant relationship with food and eating right but it's also about love it's also about hungering for something and filling that with something else okay so this song really to me kind of lined up with that like there's a hunger for something there's a need for something but they're getting something else Huh, interesting. Yeah, I like that a lot. I really like that read. Um, yeah, we don't know exactly what it is that he's getting. And maybe that could also feed into the idea that, that feeding is like things instead of love. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, they want the love. Yeah. But and they're losing this other person. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're filling it in with whatever whatever else the mm-hmm. it, it is, which is cancerous and sure. deadly. And sure. it's not... It's not good. and Yeah. All the answers they give you are cancer. I like that a lot. Um, Evan, did you find a GeoCity site that had an interview with Stephen Page about uh, this song? <laughs> kind of explaining. Unfortunately not. You couldn't find anything? I couldn't find anything on GeoCity. Nothing on Lycos, Angel Fire? Nope, did you check nope. them all? I checked, I checked all the message boards. Okay. No one had posted <laughs> anything about this. I wish there were a AOL.com. <laughs> I wish there were a Canon. I would love to know. I would love to hear. Stephen Page, get with us. We want to hear from you. We want to know what God, this is we about. We have so many questions. I, I don't know if it'd be like a five-hour episode because I, even yeah. even alone on Gordon, I probably have an hour's worth of questions for these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see where your your Mondegreen came from because I feel like this song has a lot of mush mouth. 
Like, I feel like he's he's trying so hard to cram rhymes and stuff into this that it does get a little bit squishy. Like, it's hard to understand some of the lyrics. I think for a long time, I thought it was like, crash above your lips instead of uh, uh, crouch above the loo. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just hard to like... I did too. Yeah, it sounds like that. He, he's, he's not... I mean... Which I'm, is better. Yeah. It's much, it's much better. Our brains were trying to help. <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel like they aimed for comma tragic. And yeah. then they didn't hit either. This is just like, I think they were like overreaching on this song. Yes. Which, you know, you do. Which right? is the SNL thing. Comma tragic. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel, God damn. I really wish that he did have an editor. I feel like this would be, this could be, there is a. Well, this is Steve and Ed though. They're, they're writing together again. Which is great. Yeah. On, on, on Maybe You Should Drive, they wrote separately mm-hmm. almost every single song. So here's my, like, maybe they're setting the bar low so they can really hammer Ooh, this. Vault over this like yeah. C minus song. They're like, well, okay. The song is a, it's a good album starter. It's not really that catchy, right. but it's peppy. You know, it keeps you going. Hey, like, that give me a break line is very cute. Give me. That's what he says, right? <laughs> give me. I got all this love to you. Give me a break. I'm to That's what it sounded like to Why me. Why are you saying it like that? That's how he said it. Give me. <laughs> give me. Adrian. Give me. Okay. So I, I have a question as somebody who is has more experience in music than I do. Okay. Neither it, of us, but go oh, ahead. Okay. Well, you have you had, do have more I experience I than I do. Fair enough. But like, uh, again, I feel kind of behind the times on musical knowledge and stuff. Is there kind of an idea on how you're supposed to set up an album? Is the first song supposed to be your heavy hitter, or are you supposed to like have a couple songs and then like really hit them hard? With right what you think is the best one because oftentimes the ones that you hear on the radio the ones that are the headliner at concerts they're not the first song on an album i think it's like track two three or four is supposed to be your big hit but i do think the first track is supposed to be like some sort of like uh i don't know it it is supposed to be catchy yeah Um, i think if you historically look at at you know good albums the first track grabs you and pulls you in I mean, this this feels like a, a track 11. This is like a deep cut track. Yeah. Like something that you're like, we need to fill the album. We have a song, but let's <laughs> kind of hide it in the butt end of the thing. But yeah, I, I think so, usually. Um, I mean, there are lists out there that you can read are like, you know, the best album openers of all time. And I think it means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, I definitely don't think this would make any of those lists. Um, yeah, so it, it is just, it is very confusing. I think on the whole as to why this got where it got on this album so yeah i don't i don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that um yeah food's good though food is stephen page talking about food Food. that's my aesthetic (laughs) i want applesauce (laughs) i want ice cream sandwiches i just want stephen page to feed me (laughs) that's all i want um actually speaking of that (laughs) i was looking for live versions of this song to see how different the live version was from (laughs) zero basically but there's a great youtube comment it's a comment from someone named ben culture he said this song is a work of genius i never get tired of it here stephen page's performance is more powerful because he isn't hiding his belly behind a guitar for most of it he's up there he's fat and he kicks ass and that's that like go stephen page you're singing about food and you're fucking fat yeah. and do your thing like i was like that it's cool that he like zeroed in on like yeah, okay. Well, I guess yeah, Stephen I mean, Page we, is kind of an icon for plus size. That's good. I mean, male... you don't want to fat shame or anything. No, but no, I don't no. think I don't think this song paints food in a positive light. 
No, no. that's true too. So yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not denying anyone's like anyone's personal read of this song, and if it makes you feel more empowered, fucking go with it, man. Yeah. Seriously, but yeah, I think yeah. whatever the relationship between the per- the you and the speaker and food, it is not a good mm-hmm. yes. good things are not happening here. Yeah, for sure. And he's not feeling okay about it. Yeah, right. for sure, for sure. Um, did either of you have any other thoughts on the song as a whole before we kind of move on here? Or I do want to hear the musical that this belongs mm-hmm. in. Me it could be like too. a musical about like Antoine Langoulet or like Terre, like those French eaters, like the French eaters, like back from like it's like the 1800s, I uh-huh. think. They're those guys who uh, they might have had Prater Prater Willy syndrome or something like that, and they just they just couldn't stop eating. Oh, so like yeah. Langoulet would like go run walk walk around paris and just like eat whatever people gave him like and then he he got drafted i think into napoleon's army and they found out that he would eat anything uh-huh. so wait anything meaning like like anything. literally anything okay inedible okay so they gave him there a bunch de- of, he definitely was he needed help okay yeah. got it yeah so they gave him a bunch of like liverwurst and then like a ton of letters to deliver to prisoners in jail in uh-huh. on the enemy side and then oh. they got him captured he got captured oh my he God. got flogged he got thrown in jail passed the letters handed them all to everybody wow that's unbelievable so, yeah but yeah he had a set and he went into the hospital and ate corpses and it was a bad bad thing and he died yep. and that's my idea and that's what you get when, when you, you confuse, confuse your stomach, stomach with your heart, heart. <laughs> yeah so he had some serious issues he's like 26 when he died not, oh my not God. good not good yeah yeah Criminy. uh okay he might have eaten a baby though so you know he wasn't that great of a guy I never said he was. <laughs> I yeah. mean, do you think he was a great guy? But yeah, that's what you get when you confuse your stomach with your heart. Right. Got it. That's what you get, Taker. Those are the final thoughts. <laughs> you, this is what you'll those get. those final this is thoughts. What you get. Did I ever tell you about my uh, friend? He was a grad student. And yes. he was talking about what yep. if Napoleon you told me all about this. had fighter... You told me all about this. Okay. I haven't heard about it. So the guy said, I do believe that... <laughs> this is my story that I told Saker he, once on the um, podcast. And Saker keeps not, trying to tell it back to he me. He wouldn't be able to fly him, sir. <laughs> You had to be there. It was really good. Guess this is a good story. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you for taking Sacred, the time you need, to do tell you need me. help? We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done. <laughs> hey, Evan. Leslie Nielsen. What about him? He's... I was just talking to a friend of mine literally two days ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you know, like Leslie Nielsen. And she said, who's Leslie Nielsen? And I said, you're from a different generation than yeah. I, you young whippersnapper. I never thought he was that funny, but I think he's funny. Like he, he's a funny guy, yes. but I don't like his, I didn't like What's his... What's your favorite LN movie? <sighs> Dracula Dead and Loving It? Ooh, not an airplane, not a naked gun. You're going straight for Dracula I'm gonna Dead be and Loving honest, It. I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen either Naked Gun or Airplane. I've only seen clips of them, and nothing I saw on them, that like style of humor, yeah. doesn't really, it doesn't do it for me. Okay. Again... Not saying it's not funny. It just doesn't do it for me. Are there three Naked Gun movies? Do you know? Three and a half. Hot Shots Part 2. Now you're being silly, yeah, boy. We don't be silly in these commercials. That's right, because we're advertising That's Leslie Nielsen Cola. Leslie. If you got a drink, it's going to stink, because Leslie Nielsen makes a racist joke. He's dead. I know. That's probably why, I mean, if he was still making movies. You think you'd be racist? Actually, I think my favorite role was him in... Um, Spy Hard. Was it? Spy Hard. Not Spy Hard, Spy with a Vengeance. <laughs> it was the it was an anthology horror movie um, creep show, I think. You think creep show? I think creep show because he was like a jilted husband who killed a Ted Danson. <laughs> Ted Danson was in creep show. Yeah, Evan. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned Dracul. Are you dressing up as Dracul for this Halloween? I can. Why not? I I will. Good. I bear you. I bear I, you to do it. I'll I'll do it. Okay. Um, 
I mean, it's almost Halloween. <laughs> and It's All Been Done Radio Hour has the holiday covered. Join us this Saturday, September 13th. Yes, this is still... so. Okay, wait. September 13th is not a Saturday. September 13th is a... Thursday. What the fuck is happening at 5.30 p.m. So, for something a bit spooky at the Mad Lab Theater? So I have no idea what the correct date is. Do you think, do you think is. they're just trolling you with the coffee and now? They very well Because they don't want us to actually advertise anything for them. I think they may have meant October 13th. Yes, they certainly did. Join us Saturday, October 13th at 5.30 p.m. for something spooky at Mad Lab Theater. The Mystery Dream Team is back! Along with several other stories. Who Get do you your... think the Mystery Dream Team is? The Mystery Dream Team is Larry Miserable Green Dream Team. Larry Bird. It is Jean Valjean. Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. <laughs> and the Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, could you say that again? Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Akeem Olajuwon. Larry Scotty Pippen. Magic Johnson. And the <laughs> Ghost. Dressed up as the Ghostbusters. Okay. Did I change it that time? I kind of watched that. I'd watch that movie. Which one Which one of those four is which Ghostbuster? Here we go. Okay. So, got Larry Bird, Akeem Olajuwon, Scotty Pippen, and Magic Johnson. <laughs> So the acerbic uh, Dr. Venkman is obviously Larry Bird, the hick from Salt Lick, as everybody knows. He's acerbic. I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's. Yeah, kind I, was of... gonna, I was thinking more of him as like a um, Ray. Okay. Because he's kind of like he's a... not smart. He's the hick from Salt Lick. Right, but I didn't think Ray was that smart either. Okay, that's Ray, Ray was kind of Ray was kind of the. Well, actually, I, I thought fucking Venkman was the worst. He was obviously a piece of shit. Okay, Venkman. Well, I think the most piece of shit out of those is probably Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Really? I don't know much about Scottie Pippen. Neither do I. Isn't he? Oh, I'm thinking Dennis Rodman. Who's the one? Is is Magic Johnson the one who thinks the earth is flat or thought he the has... earth was flat at some point? No, he has AIDS. He's the one with AIDS. Uh, isn't that cured? AIDS? <laughs> Evan, I have some horrible news for you. Why are we? We don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, why are we even talking about it? I mean, I knew the people you mentioned, but I didn't know much about them. Get this your is... tickets. Get your tickets to... Whatever we Scotty were talking Pippins, about. <laughs> Scotty Pippen versus A Night with Scotty Pippen. Night with Scotty Pippen. <laughs> My life in three acts. Get your tickets at madlab.net slash tickets slash Scotty Pippen slash get them today. We should go see it. Okay. We got nothing. Actually, I'm busy every weekend in October. Oh. I got cons. I got weddings. I got my Halloween party. Listeners, you're all invited. Hashtag Seiki Hollow. And I'll give you my address. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. You should. You, let's let them. De- details can be found at it's all been done radio hour. Dot com. Dot net. Dot pippin. <laughs> and we are back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. We're going to spin the wheel and find out what our segment is for this week. So let's spin that big old wheel. It turns out our segment for this week is Wrap Your Arms Around Me. Imagine that this song describes a date or a relationship. Oh, oh we just did that. Uh, yeah, we kind of did, didn't we? Let's roll it again. Yeah. Our role for this week is sell, sell, sell. What product could this be used in a commercial for? Oh my god! So we have stomach versus heart, and we are going to use this in a commercial. I think the obvious choice is an antacid. Like a Pepto-Bismol That's or a Tums. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? Like, I don't yeah. even know if, like, the yeah. dude's eating, like, hot sauce and he's eating gears and letters and, and all babies. All you can eat wings night. All you can eat wings night. Yeah. And then he's like, whoa, I thought I loved wings. So I've confused my stomach with my heart. <laughs> and then he's, uh, yeah. I think they'd probably cut out the part about crouching mm-hmm. above the loo. Um, but I think this could probably sell a few Tums. I don't know. Any? Uh, what, what do you think, Leslie? I mean, I think that's good. I, I was thinking, like, I mean, any 
sad diet fad thing. <laughs> okay, this could be like Ally, Ally, Ally. Do you remember that? It was like that Olestra diet where oh. all you, you just swallowed Olestra caplet, caplets and then you would just like shit out all the food you oh ate God, before you could awful. process it. Awful, but yes, that is what okay. I was thinking. That could be, you include the crouched above the loo part in that version yeah, of the do. commercial. Yeah, it's just like a fad diet, I could see. Did you ever eat when they used to make chips with Olestra? Yeah, I ate the ch- Olestra chips. Man, I was like, 13 when they came out and I saw like you know zero calories or whatever mm-hmm. and I ate a huge family sized bag of oh, Lay's no. Olestra chips. I think that was the problem because like yes it was when I ate the Olestra chips I'd be like I'd eat like a handful of chips and be like okay these are okay chips I don't mind yeah like but people who like gorge on an entire like a dump truck dump truck full of chips <laughs> yes. like Again, you, your life choices are your own, but like <laughs> that was, was the that was the problem with Olestra. Like you couldn't if you ate nothing but Olestra yes. chips, you would be a bad shit. I was thirteen and I did not know what mm-hmm. Olestra was. All I saw was that it was not bad for you. Well, nobody did. Yes, it was just that's fat true. it was just fat your body couldn't process. I would be uh interested in seeing a dating service use this. Oh yeah. interesting. Just figure out figure out a way that they could do Right. Yeah. Would it be a certain? Would it be it like would be a like a like a weight watching dating dater like wonder, where you where it, you you because when you're lo- trying to lose weight, right. it, it's good to be supported. And so if you're like lose trying to lose weight and you're dating, and the person you're dating is like you know their ideal weight, and you know so you you feel bad about it. But like being in dates with people who are also trying to lose weight and who are also trying to be su- in a supportive atmosphere, I could see that might be a good. That is a positive. very very specific idea, but yeah. I do like it. That would be very yes. That would I don't only know. work very specifically and probably should never be done. Probably. Fuck your idea, Evan. Okay. <laughs> no, it was that was what I was talking. It was exactly what I was talking if that about. Were in a slush oh, okay. pile, That's what I thought. I would say thank you for your submission. Please, Please try again. Yeah. Try again. Uh, yeah, I like both of those. I don't know. If that was a slush pile, I'd probably put, like, one specific detail in so you knew that I read it. Oh, Ooh, that's nice. I like that, yeah. It was good enough to get a get a personal rejection. Yes, yeah, a personal rejection. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I, live, I live for personal rejections. Or you'd sign your, uh, you'd sign your full, you, instead of using your last name, you use your first name or something. Or, yeah, you don't just sign, like, the editors. Yeah. You actually, like, sign yeah. it with your name. Oh, there's yeah. lots of, there's lots of, like, rejectomancy that oh, goes, yeah. goes yeah. into that. I love the inside baseball you guys are playing and about. So a lot of, a lot of editors do that, where you, like, you have to decode their rejection statements. Because really? they've got a yes. bunch of different form rejections really there was so there's like a good one a medium one and like yeah. a bad one back that's when, amazing back when fnsf used to do can, can like you, can you fantasy and science fiction it's much. like the it's like one of the flagship f- banner bearers of Got science it. fiction it's been around forever it's you know the magazine everybody wants to get in okay and uh they used to have like when you used to do form like paper rejections when you had to like actually submit i'm old enough that i when i started writing basically i got in the end of the paper stuff so you right. have to actually like send a manuscript in and you'd get, depending on the color of your rejection. Oh, yeah. Really? I remember like blue, that. Blue, yellow, or white. And I don't remember how they decoded. But, like, Whoa. depending on yeah. what color rejection you got, it was, like... That's what pile you ended yeah. up in. Yeah. It was either, like, white was, like, you got rejected in the slush pile. You didn't even make it to an editor. Blue was, like, you got to, like, a submissions editor. And yellow, I think, was the one that the actual editor would send out. I think you're right. Really? I, I got a yellow one once, and they had written in the top corner, close but not quite, and I fucking framed it. Yeah. I was so Great. proud of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But they, did they were they specific and like... Nope, that's all they wrote. Oh, no. fucking sucks. Yeah, okay. yeah. Close yeah. but not quite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. There, used to, there was a literary editor for This Is Not What The Podcast Is About. Sorry, everybody. Nobody cares. Um, Nobody listens. It's fine. There was a literary editor who has since retired who used to uh, write, I... 
I will regret seeing this piece in another publication. Oh. Which, upon first blush, seems like he's complimenting it. But what he means is, I will regret that another publication will be stupid enough uh, to publish this. That's like, because oh he God. was an asshole. That, that's so bad. Like that's like a Nick Mamatos rejection, yeah. where he's trying to reject. Like, he. There, there are t- a couple different types of editing styles. One, like like Leslie did, the good one, where you're like, I want to encourage you to write more. Right. Like, this isn't work, but, you know, bad people, bad writers can get good. Like, right. you just need practice. And then there's the, you are a bad, they're gatekeeper, where you're like, you're a bad writer. You don't deserve to be in the writing pool anymore. There are a lot of good writers who are getting crowded out because a lot of bad writers are just filling the slush piles. Right. So there's different, different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who was a very, very bad writer and has become a not very bad writer, I will always encourage people to keep yeah. writing. No, I, yeah, I read my old stuff and I cringe. Yeah, so. I was awful. Yep. Dear God. But my read on this... Uh, <laughs> this this um, be used in a commercial for, for FNSF a go- Golden Corral. Yeah. Oh, Golden Corral. Oh, God. Right. Oh, that's actually a really good... Because they don't oh, care God. what they're eating. Or like down, down, down Home Buffet. Or what, what's that one that's hometown like... Buffet. Hometown Buffet. HTB, my favorite mascot in I all of fast been, food. Like, what it... What if this was a commercial for an attorney who is specifically suing uh, manufacturers of like heart equipment <laughs> that, that malfunctioned and put like all of your blood directly into your stomach? Well, or, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's what you get when you confuse your stomach with your heart. You get a lawsuit. That's right. Pumps bile into your heart. Did you have biotine heart <laughs> medicine? Join this class action lawsuit. Bare right. naked ladies playing in the background of the infomercial. <laughs> Holy shit, I love that. Yes, one. and the guy is just in his like dark wood library, yes. like putting something back on the shelf. <laughs> That's so good. Leaning on the desk. <laughs> yep, I think we found it. That's the one. Okay. We got it. We got there. <gasps> Uh, okay, uh, right now it's time to rate this song. So stomach versus heart. Of course, we rate it on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. So the more bare naked this song is, the better it is. Uh, so as always, Evan, we are going to start with you. How did you rate the song, bare naked to fully clothed? This song is me after coming back from a like all you can eat sushi buffet or no, 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 um, like brazilian steakhouse mm-hmm. so and you get real naked i <laughs> no i'm not naked <laughs> i uh i wore clothes that fit me when i came in okay and this is it's probably like autumn nearing winter so i'm wearing like jeans shoes you know like sweater things like that like and my clothes i don't wear tight clothes but i don't wear baggy clothes right. either so these are like this is me and now i'm fully clothed but like tiny bits of skin are showing because my belly is distended okay. like i'm kind of i'm kind of walking like okay. a little i'm more waddling like a little bit slower than normal so this is this is me after a delightful <laughs> dinner a delicious delightful dinner at a brazilian steakhouse okay tejas de brazil okay very good i like that um i had a different idea but i'm actually going to extend your metaphor a little bit oh so that's what i love is, snl me man this is me having eaten at a delightful, delicious Brazilian steakhouse. We ate together. We ate together. And you went home, and you had a little bit of skin showing. And I went home, and I had one of those poop attacks where, like, you don't uh, just take off your pants. You have to take off your shirt and your saw. So- like, you have to get as naked as you can because you're sweating. Can and I, it's like... Can I stop you to tell an anecdote? Oh, if, is it about poop? Because yes. please do, Yes, it friend. is. When my partner and I were living in Japan, uh-huh. uh, we... I mean, we would eat mostly Japanese, like, almost exclusively Japanese food because it was harder to get like Western food there. Right. 
uh, there was one all-you-can-eat pizza restaurant called Portofino. Oh, okay. And it was all-you-can-eat pizza and like pasta and like Italian food, and it was like Japanese takes on it. So they'd right. like take a, they'd like make like a pepperoni pizza and then throw like a bunch of you know like uh, brine shrimp on it or something. Okay, right. So mayonnaise. Or, or mayonnaise, yeah. Corn. But you, you could you could get the good. I like actually I really like corn on pizzas yeah, I, now. Yeah. Like, but anyway, uh, so we'd go and we eat there, but like it was like a shock to the fucking system. <laughs> so like you go and you'd be like, pizza, pizza, pizza. This is how I used to eat in America. Pizza, yeah. pizza. And then you'd be like, oh no. Oh no. And I just remember sitting on the subway, like looking around the subway car, like, oh shit, these don't have bathrooms on them. I am fucking dead. Do I have an empty bottle? And that was my, uh, we were both seeing, because we had one small bathroom in our tiny little apartment. Yeah. So both, both my partner and I were like racing to get home and get to the bathroom Amazing. first. And there was one we were racing on the subway where C went into the um the cart and the doors were closing yeah and he just turned around and like looked at me and like smiled <laughs> and I like wedged my wedged my arm in and then this woman came along and she was like I thought she was gonna like help me in or something but she ripped my arm out and then slid through the doors before they closed no way. oh amazing <laughs> and then just uh rode away so that was that woman is my hero that was the day that I shit my pants pretty nice. much <laughs> really <laughs> not I got a little Admit bit of a, a little bit of a, a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Like you were on an Alestra diet. Yeah, like I was on an Alestra yeah. diet. It was just not not good. So now so, though I can eat as much pizza as I want. <laughs> so for me, I just experienced a full body cringe. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're on this podcast, so we can share disgusting personal stories. Oh yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted cool. your I loved that anecdote more than I loved anything else that's happened today. <laughs> um I uh Even I, the birth of your daughter. The birth of my little daughter, Goo Goo Harker. <laughs> You named your daughter my last name? Yes. Um, <laughs> Goo Goo. I assume it's Evan yeah. Goo Goo. Yeah, I'm Evan Goo Goo. Um, so, so musically, this song is shitting naked, but lyrically, this song is fully clothed leaving the steakhouse for me. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a, a duality that's uh, hard to pin down. Leslie, what do you think? Uh, I think this song is... When you share an air conditioning unit with someone else in your company. Okay. And mm-hmm. that person keeps turning it super duper cold. <laughs> so not only are you wearing a lot of clothing, you're doing it like as an antagonist. <laughs> like you're like, I want you to fucking notice how uncomfortable <laughs> I am right now. I have way too many layers and maybe a scarf. Maybe there are mittens. <laughs> I want you to know. That's what you excellent. did. Okay, so you are like no skin I'm show. No. Just, aggressively yeah. not. Aggressively <laughs> like, not. Like passive aggressively no skin like, show. Like I will like we'll avoid this song, yeah. I think, in the future. You would regret seeing this song on that's any where, album. That's yes. where the, your your office mate comes in and you just like slowly you make eye contact and slowly like wrap a balaclava around your face. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and you have your... mittens and you're like typing so they can see them around the computer. Like, oh sorry, I messed up like, again. Sorry, I'm oh, wearing somebody these... changed the AC <laughs> unit sorry, again, I'm I guess. These Mittens, you know, I just my fingers get so cold. So cold. Yeah, yeah so cold. Uh, all right, very good. Uh, now it's time for our favorite segment on the show. We say every week it's our favorite. It's bare naked males. We're going to answer a piece of mail from a viewer. If you want to uh, send a question to the show, you can do it. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Evan, I believe you have the question for this week. I do. I was specifically asked to read this question. Um, so I'm going to broaden it to Evan and Leslie. There's a two part question one for both of us. Uh, and then one for Saker. Okay. Evan and Leslie, with the majority of BNL's success coming during the Stephen Page years, despite the shitty narrator frequency and that toxic narrator voice effectively disappearing during the post-Page phase of the lady's career, Fair. while also being the de- in decline, their overall popular... Oh, oh, sorry. 
It's a long sentence. Also, being the decline in their overall popularity, do you feel this is from America's subconscious patriarchal disposition to the side of male toxicity being more of a just just a response to the times or despite his toxicity Stephen Page being the driving overall creative force behind the ladies or something different entirely what the fuck was that question asking well, simplify it for an idiot like me uh no you don't okay. get to it. Leslie <laughs> and I will deal let's let the grown-ups talk safe you got your question coming I know next. my question is about pizza <laughs> it's not all right go ahead so basically I think what Cliff wants us to oh this question is from Cliff Buford. Very good, Cliff Buford. Uh, I think Cliff wants us to deconstruct the Bare Naked Ladies catalog moving forward, both post-page and pre-page leaving, and uh, specifically through the lens of the frequently toxic male protagonists in Stephen Page's songs. It's more of a sort of catalog question, so I hate to sort of foist this on you, Leslie. Yeah. But this sort of, this song sort of runs the like walks the tightrope between the two the stomach versus heart that we just did where i mean the narrator's not a good guy mm. but i don't think his partner is either yeah it's just i think it's it's a problematic relationship in general so it's hard although again like i would say it kind of is on the speaker because he's aware of the problem mm-hmm. uh but most of his energy seems to be to blame the other person <laughs> So that does seem a little, you know, toxic on his part. We don't know anything about the other person. We have no idea. Yeah. I think I think that the other part of Cliff's question is in context. So yeah. Stephen Page, it tends to. I'm not saying that's all all he does, but he tends to write questions, sort of the woe me. We've had we've had songs where it's like sort of Milady the song or like friend. Uh, I've been friend zoned. I wish I wasn't friend zoned. But do you think the '90s were far more accepting of that sort of male patriarchal? image than we are nowadays so looking back on them we're like yeah i mean i think that's kind of true like i'm thinking of of other stuff um Mm -hmm. that sort of came out at that time period i i wonder if also it isn't um sort of a genre thing too because something that's interesting about the songs when they work really well Mm -hmm. is their juxtaposition between the sound like they're sort of upbeat, punchy thing, and the obvious assholishness in them, mm-hmm. um, or what you might call kind of a down to earth if you were being generous. So maybe yeah. if that kind of goes away, they don't work on as many levels. If you want to be generous, uh, no, that that's a that's a very that's a very good read on it, and I can't really speak with total confidence towards the post page era because I haven't heard a lot of the post page stuff. PPE, PPE, and then what's what's a uh, Pre-page era? PPE. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I fucking thought, Saker. So I can't speak, but I know that they've seen, like, they're not, they're not getting, they're not, they're doing hits. Like, I mean, they're, their songs are good. Like, they still have good songs coming out. They still have they do good performances, but they're not, they don't haven't achieved the level of success they did back yeah. in, like, the one week sort of stunt uh, era. It's so hard to say with music, too, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's literally just the sound. Like, they are a sound mm-hmm. of a time, and then after that period, if, if, they fail to evolve mm-hmm. then it moves on without them well there's also i i when we were at the concert i heard their new hit single and i'm not sure what it was called but i've heard it on the radio a couple times and i didn't know it was Canada Dry. was it Canada Dry? they're kind of oh, 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 they're uh, kind of having a, a comeback right yeah. now actually uh looking up looking up yeah and it sounded like a like a i, I, I hate it's like a mumford and son like Mod- it's, got yeah, the whistle, like- it's got the whistles it's got it's got everything that a modern song and i mean modern in like the teens yeah. the late teens yeah. 20 teens uh like so it's got all that and if it had been sung by like i remember thinking during the concert like if this had been sung by like an 18 year old 
like it would probably be a hit like yeah. mm-hmm. and it's still a good song and i think that there's just like our young people who consume music nowadays listening to this sort of stuff and probably not like bare naked ladies fans tend to skew old yeah because i think i think it's an image thing. this isn't a question for you saker leslie so um <laughs> so yeah i i um hesitate to say that it is completely on the fault of america's obsession with um misogyny and mm. the sort of victim mentality of speakers in it Although that's definitely something we struggle with, partially because I don't know that we're like over that at oh, no, all. Definitely not. not even a little. I mean, you just have to look at we're our. We're more aware of it, yeah. I think, but it definitely. I mean, God, Ready Player One is out Oof. there still making money. Sorry yeah, that was always that was a surprise to me. I, I was not a fan of Ready Player One, the book, or I, I liked Will Wheaton's narration of it, but other than that, I was not I was not really a fan of the book. It was just a bunch of. I mean, it was. Uh, blatant nostalgia grab it was not the worst thing i've read oh well i can say that too that's a very charitable thing <laughs> and with that we'll move on to saker's part of the question i can't wait i'm so excited saker the past and present bare naked ladies what are their favorite colors <laughs> and artificial flavors tyler red banana steve red cherry ed Blue, cherry, Kevin, green, banana, Andy, green, orange, Steve, white, vanilla. Are you okay? <laughs> so, there you go. You just ask, uh, listeners, just ask Saker his questions he can yell out. <laughs> In single words. So there we have. Let's see. Let's run through those again, Saker, can we? Tyler. Nope. Not like that. <laughs> Why did you choose those various colors and flavors? Just just generally. And this is our final segment of the show where we read an oh, item. By the way, that's regards Charles Frederick Clifferton Breezewas Wilfong Jr. Breezewas. Breezewas. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Clifferton. Very useful. Um, I don't. You don't. I don't have any reason why I do anything I do. <laughs> okay. Well, Tyler read banana because I didn't want to say yellow banana because I thought it was too on the nose. <laughs> the end. But you said red cherry for Ed. Well, then I thought it was okay to do an on the nose one because I avoided it with yellow banana. So you didn't actually answer the question. Yeah, I did. You just shouted a bunch of random... Colors and flavors. Okay, so there's no thought into that. I, now I understand. Okay. That's true. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to fight you on this. <laughs> Okay, and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show when we read an iTunes review. Here is an iTunes review from somebody named Crossword Novice, who gave a four-star review called Enjoyable Hosts. This seemingly disorganized show... (laughs) This seemingly disorganized show manages... Seemingly. Manages to exemplify the subject matter. Just in case it's intentional. (laughs) Evan and Saker's... Parentheses, un enthusiasm throughout the episodes is really the highlight. I'm hoping they eventually get enough cred to get a lady on as a guest. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we did it! <laughs> Hooray! Good news. <laughs> this review was written before Jess McKenna was on our podcast, too. So. I think they meant, when you said lady, I think I don't think he meant like a, a woman. I think he meant like an actual bare naked lady. He did not capitalize. Ah. He or she did not capitalize lady. But I truly hope that, yeah, that's true. I would need cred to get a lady on the show. Well, I mean, we... They're real busy. <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta wash your hair. You I get it. You <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but we do run the world. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Who run the world? Girls. Oh, I get it. Uh, Crossword Novus, thank you for listening. Novus. 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 <laughs> Nova Scotia. Uh, thank you for listening. We truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we would be happy if you would read an iTunes review. We'd be more than excited to read it upon the show. Leslie, what a lovely time we had. What would you like to plug? Um. Well, I've got a bunch of projects kind of almost happening right Good. now <laughs> so i will just say you can follow me on twitter at ink hat um, and you can read some of my poems and short stories at lesliejanderson.com very good is there a recent story that you're especially proud of that got published i do well i have two poems coming out in asimov's this year very cool um, asimov's is another one of the big that yeah that's a they a, call it a's it's like S and F S, but they're they're not. Ter- uh, in the past, they have not told me when those are coming out. I see. So I generally uh, just go to Barnes and Noble and check every month <laughs> until I'm on the cover. It's a surprise! Yay! What a nice present. They also didn't tell me when they nominated me for a pushcart. I just found out from pushcart. Amazed? Did they they're send like, you an email? Yeah, or? they sent me an email like, "Congratulations, uh, we don't have any information except your name." And I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> So think, I mean, I freaking love Asimov's forever, but they they definitely treat me like as a surprise. Like it's always a surprise. Yeah, very Um, cool. But I will announce that on on my Twitter when that happens. And for the BNL fans, are you going to tease the new stomach versus heart based poem that you are planning on publishing? Oh, absolutely. Okay, very good. Thank you. But mine is called Heart versus Stomach. Oh, putting a little twist on it. I like that. Nose versus teeth. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to like shake up the brackets a little bit. I like that. Very good. Uh, Ed boy, what you got? What do I got? Yeah. Got a hammer and everything (laughs) looks like his head looks like a nail. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Leslie and I co-wrote a story once. Wow, we did. Sharks. Sharks and dinosaurs. I read it. It was good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> the end. It's in, it's in the Sharkosaurus anthology. We should anthology. try another one together. Yeah, we should. It's yeah, it's been too long. I need to clear up room in my writing schedule. You actually plugged something just now. Well, I plugged Leslie's stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. She she was definitely the the senior partner in that. It right. it is in a book called Sharks versus Dinosaurs, yeah. which is, you should check out anyway. Sharkosaurus. Sharkosaurus, yeah. that's Sharkosaurus, right. Sharkosaurus, yeah. yeah. Well, what another good week we had here on the cast. Um, would you stop swinging your podcast hammer around? You're making me Some nervous. podcasters drink. I fidget with a hammer. Swing a hammer. He is, I mean, he is literally physically swinging a hammer around the studio. Yeah, people people don't believe that I actually do that. No. But I, I feel like I should get a video. We've gotten so many emails that say, Evan, don't swing that hammy. Oh, he'd swing a hammy. he swing that hammy. Evan, what's your name? Hammy. And I'm Saker. And I'm Leslie. And we'll see you again in one week. week.